Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. This is going to be part number three. I'm going to be talking on certain levels today again. Wisdom in leadership, wisdom in the home, wisdom in times of chaos. And then we look at a few things together along that line. But let me read this, Proverbs 24 verse 14. Proverbs 24 verse 14. And this is what it says. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward. And the expectation shall not be cut off. When you find wisdom, there shall be a reward. And your expectation shall not be cut off. By his grace, we have expectation this year, isn't it? Our expectation seriously and above all things is from the book of Jeremiah 30, verse 19. You remember that? But he who finds wisdom will not have his expectation cut off. And that is very important for you to understand. That is very, very crucial for you to understand. Wisdom. If you find wisdom to your soul, you're going to have peace, you're going to have rest. And your expectation shall not be cut off. And besides that, there shall be a reward. There shall be a reward. For finding wisdom to your soul, there's a reward. Hallelujah. That is why you should take this section of the study very seriously. That is why you should take our reading through the book of Proverbs very seriously. For he that find wisdom shall find rest to his soul, reward. <laughs> and the Bible says his expectation in life shall not be cautioned. Praise God. There are two kinds of wisdom. Let's look at the book of James chapter 3. Reading from 13. I think Pastor Kinsley said that. There are two kinds of wisdom. Hallelujah. Who is a wise man and a Jew with knowledge among you? It's a simple question. Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. That means wisdom is gentle. Wisdom is humble. By implication, a man that has wisdom is a humble individual. It's a meek individual. Show forth that wisdom with meekness. By implication, you want to talk to people, you want to apply by implication, you need to apply wisdom. Why are you talking to people? Even if the person is a fool, do so with what? Meekness of wisdom. Correct people with meekness of wisdom. 
Who has wisdom? Who has knowledge? It's a simple question. Hallelujah. Look at verse 14. But if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. By implication, wisdom does not contain this. You lie against the truth when you think you have wisdom or you are a child of God and yet you are envy, you are jealous, you are strife in your hearts. Lie not against the truth. Because this attribute does not agree with meekness. Did you get that? Striving, envy, jealousy, it just love to quarry. The Bible says lie not against the truth. That is no meekness. I mean, there's no wisdom there. Because meekness does not agree with all of those things. Striving, envy, jealousy, backbiting, name it. And look at what it calls that. Verse 15. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This wisdom is not from above. It's earthly, it's sensual, it's devilish. So there's a devilish wisdom, and there's a godly wisdom. Did you get that? The wisdom of this world, which goes with all those things, is devilish. That's what the Bible is saying. Look at the next verse, verse 16. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. You're living among people, you're living among your family, and all of these things are manifesting. Evil work comes in. That means the devil, you're giving the devil room in your home and in your family. Look at the next verse. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Hallelujah. Then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's wisdom from above. Take it from NIT or NLT, whatever, or message translation. Anyone you can pick up there. Let's just see something else. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace loving, gentle at all times, not sometimes, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deed. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Can I hear an amen? That's wisdom from above. You need to find out if you belong here. You need to check yourself. What character do you exhibit? What is in your mind? How do you relate to people? Read it again for yourself. Wisdom from above is first of all pure. Hallelujah. It's also peace loving. Peace loving. Anytime. 
He said, you strive to make peace and keep peace with everyone. That is wisdom from above. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? If you are easily irritated by what people do, check your spirit. You lack true wisdom. You lack true wisdom. You know why I say that? Because you are also full of faults, but people tolerate you. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise God. This is, this is a characteristic of the wisdom that comes from God. It's pure, it's peace loving, it's gentle at all times, not sometimes. And then willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and it's always word sincere. You don't make choice of people in doing your good deeds. God have no choice of people in quote. All mankind are God's people. But all mankind have not come to know they are God's people. God doesn't favor anybody. Hallelujah. That is why the word says God is no respecter of persons. Everybody. Now if you are a child of God, that's the kind of life that God expects you to live with. God have no favoritism. God is no respecter of persons. Praise God. I want you to understand what wisdom can do for you and what true wisdom really is. So that you live your life in wisdom. Remember Proverbs 24? He said, if you find wisdom to your soul, what's that? There's going to be reward and what's the next thing? Your expectation shall not be caught up. You, you're looking for what to get, you're looking for job, you're looking for something. We are talking about what gives you inroad to those things. So it's not just about prayers. Sometimes why we don't even have our prayers answered is because we lack true godly wisdom. You pray so much to God, but God will be asking you a question. As touching your character, as touching the way you relate to other people. Praise God. <laughs> Go give me the first kings. Wisdom and leadership. Wisdom and leadership. First Kings 4, verse 34. And he says, And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all kings of the earth which had heard of what? Of his wisdom. There came all people. Amen. And we said it last week, so go back there again. Deuteronomy 34, verse number 9. 
wisdom for leadership. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had held his hand, I mean, laid his hand upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded. So, one thing that gives you grace to lead people is what wisdom. You can't be a boss and you want people to listen to you. No. You can't try to control people by making some stringent rules and regulation and feel they got to obey everything you say. If they don't, then they don't respect you. You lack wisdom. If you live and walk with wisdom, people will naturally what? Obey you. Because it flows with love, it flows with peace. Are you following that? All the time. You walk with wisdom, people will naturally obey you. Because you'll be their friend. Israel had to hearken unto Joshua because Moses laid down on him and wisdom was deposited in his life. This is what wisdom can do for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Wisdom for leadership requires that you be gentle, requires that you be meek, requires that you be peaceful, requires that you love people. Praise God. Are you there? Go with me to Ephesians 6. What's wrong with your signal? Check. Ephesians 6. Look at verse 4. This is leadership. Ephesians 6, verse number 4. And ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Ephesians, Ephesians 6, verse 4. Did you see that? Provoke not your children. As a leader, I'll show you what it means to provoke and the effect of provoking. Now, if you read this from the Amplified Translation, this is what it says. Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment. That means they say, when you deal with your children, they begin to resent you. Because they lack wisdom. As a mother, as a father, how do you deal with your children? There is a way you push them, they begin to resent you. Amen? Are you still there with me? I'm talking about wisdom and what wisdom can do for you. This is very important that you understand. How do you deal with your children? There's a common proverb in my language. And you want interpretation to that? 
I just spoke in tongues now. <laughs> Are you there with me? He said, when you stretch forth your hand towards a little child, the child will come to you. The child will want you to carry her or him. Are you following what I'm talking about? Yes. Therefore, if you don't know how to handle your children, they resent you. When you don't extend that fellowship towards your children, when you don't expect that fellowship towards the people you are ruling over, they resent you. Whether you are a pastor, whether you are a mother, whether you are a father, these are simple principles that brings harmony, love, peace to any system where there are more than two or three people. As a leader, provoke not your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment. But rear them tenderly. Everybody says tenderly. Rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. Praise God. Rear them tenderly. I'm dealing with Ephesians 6 from verse number 4, Amplified Translation. You can read that. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm talking about wisdom. Wisdom and leadership. How do you lead people? How do you control people? How do you manage people? Those of you who are head of department, head of unit, how do you handle the people under you? Because you see, if people don't respond or accept you, you can't lead them. You, you see, you don't have a right over anybody. I have to use this word relatively. You don't have a right over anybody's life. You don't. <laughs> so scripture said, you do this tenderly, training them tenderly. And he used the word there, discipline and counsel and admonition of the Lord. Now let me show you something here. Do you know why Abraham, oh, Became the friend of God. He was. He had so much wisdom. He got to the place where he's going to impart wisdom to his own people. And hear the testimony of God unto Abraham. Genesis 18. 18 to 19. Got the wrong King James if you will. Genesis 18. Hallelujah. This is what he says. For I know him. <laughs> That he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment. Maybe you take it from a similar translation, NIT, if you will. Genesis 18. I have singled him out. No, I'm talking about 18. Go back to verse 18. Genesis 18, 18. Right. For Abraham will certainly become a great and a mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Okay, go to verse 19. Let me see. I'll single him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have done what promised him. What was it that Abraham was going to do? Go to Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. I know this is what Abraham is going to do. 
And because he's going to do that, I'm going to keep all the promises, make the manifest unto him. I know him that this is what he's going to do. Leadership with wisdom. Genesis 18, I mean 11 verse 18. Therefore, shall I lay up this my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlet between your eyes. But in the next thing. And ye shall teach them your children. Speaking of them when thou sittest in the house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up you will talk about them to your children. And this is what Abraham is going to do. And God said I know them. What do you teach your children? What bad gift do you have for your children? Do they reflect the word? So what he says here. You shall teach them, your children. Speaking of them, when you seated in the house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou lies down, and when thou rises up, you're going to talk about the word of God. There's no space for all frivolities. Silly things. So I know him. This is what he's going to do to his children. And because he's going to do this, I'll fulfill my promises in his life. You see the secret of Abraham fulfilling promises that God made? I know he wasn't going to do this to his children. What do you do to your children? The Bible says when you walk in the street, you're talking about them, lying down, talking about them, sitting in your hand, talking about them, bind them to your front leg. You wake up in the morning, first thing you see the word of God. Just wisdom. And because this is happening in your family, what's the next thing? I'm talking of leadership. Wisdom and leadership. Maxwell and almost all of them, often the best gift I have for them is always the Bible. The Bible. You don't understand how God sees you in dealing with your children in this manner as a leader. It's wisdom from above. Your children, tell me what time do they have? The spare time they have. I watch the TV. What do they watch? You think God is not mindful of those things you're doing? You are not obeying His word. He's not seeing you to be able to make promises available to you. Because he knows you are not doing what you are supposed to do. You know why this is important? Because God intends to raise a generation of people that will fear him through the word. So he gives you responsibility as a father, as a mother. Raise up these people for me by giving them my word. When they walk the street, when they lying down, my word. Praise the living God. When I talked about provoking your children, some of you got confused about that. And this is, when you start applying the word to your children, you will no longer provoke them because you're doing it in meekness and love and in gentleness. Go with me to Colossians. Perhaps you can stop here today. I don't know. Colossians 3 verse 20, take it from the Amplified. Children, obey your parents in everything, 
for this is pleasing to the Lord. How many of you understand this application of wisdom? You, you can't be a child. <laughs> you see, when you follow what happened from Abraham's description we just have now. God is not saying, hey you children, you listen to your parents who give you these instructions. Are you there with me? And then, you know in Ephesians I say that you may live long on the face of the earth. Is that okay? Right. Obey your parents that you may live long. So you don't pray for longevity. The shortest route to living long is obeying your parents. Simple. That's wisdom. Applying the word of God. The shortest route that of fasting on brain to live long. Fasting and praying for the devil not to kill you. No, you're wasting time. God already said in his word, you obey your father and your mother, you live long. Say this only commandment with a promise on the face of the earth. And so if you're walking in obedience to the word of God, no devil can touch your life. Why? Because you're in obedience to what God says. He said, I will do this for Abraham. Because he's going to raise up his children in the fear of the Lord. By simply giving them the instruction when you walk in the day, when you're on the road, wherever you are, in the office, the word of God. Wake up in the morning, the word of God. Going to bed, the word of God. Praise God. Look at verse 21. Fathers, fathers, leaders. Do not provoke or irritate or fret your children. Do not be hard on them or harass them. Are you listening? Lest they become discouraged and sullen and morose and feel inferior and frustrated. Do not break their spirit. Praise God. Did you get that? When you don't raise your children in law, this is what happens to them. They become morose. They become intimidated. And God holds you responsible. Because you're breaking their spirit. You're taking away their joy, which is of the Lord. By the way you handle your children, by the way you try to train your children, don't harass people because they are a father or a mother. These people have spirit. They got the spirit of God in them. They are the children of God. You are only a custodian. Just like Abraham was. Am I helping anybody? <laughs> Do not provoke or irritate. Or fret your children. Do not be hard on them. Or harass them. Lest they become discouraged and sullen and morose. You know what a moron is? A fool. You make them fools by the way you try to. You think you are smart. You think you are. Oh no, I'm going to prove I'm a father. I'm going to prove I'm a mother. You make them become fools. The word of God is where wisdom is. Give them the word. And get their spirit into wisdom. Hallelujah. You make them discourage fools and feel inferior and frustrated. I need you to check that. How many of you bang on your children once in a while 
And next time even that thing that you harass them on, they will not do it perfectly well. You notice that? They become frustrated. They become inferior. Because anytime you tell them, say, I know I can't do it right. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You tell them, say, no, no, I don't want to do that. Why? I can't do it well. Because you already said they can't do it well. You break their spirit. You make them inferior. And when they go out there, they're going to act with inferiority complex because you developed that in them from the home. That is lack of wisdom as a father or a mother. Are you following me? When they go out to mingle with other people as friends, they'll be acting with inferiority complex. And that's what you develop in them from home. By the time they come back home and I, I know, I know you are not good at anything. Every time your child is not good at anything. Because your eyes are evil. You don't see the spirit in them. That's lack of wisdom. That's what James said in James 3. How many of you still remember that? Earthly strength shall and all devilish. As a father told you what to do to your children. Deuteronomy chapter 3. I mean chapter 11. Give them the word. Give them the word. The word will transform them. The word. The word of God is life and spirit. I'm not if you understand what I'm saying. Give them the word. The word will transform. Even if they were fooled, they will become wise. Because the word of God is wisdom. Don't raise inferior people. Because of Things you think you know how to do in raising children. You are a Christian. You are a believer. Change your pattern of raising children. So that I bring honor to God. And God will reward you. And God will fulfill promises on your life. That's the implication. What's the implication? The implication means the way you deal with children, either open doors or shut doors. This may be strange. I'm going to fulfill the promises I have for Abraham because I know he will discipline his children in the word of the Lord by giving them the word. Are you getting what I'm saying now? That means the way you deal with your children can either open doors or shut doors. The way you deal with your members can open doors or shut doors. The way you deal with your group of fellowship people who worship or walks under you can either open your door or shut your door. No two ways about that. No two ways about that. God is not a fool. If it's telling you, listen, this is what I intend you to do. And you want to do it in your own way using sensual and devilish wisdom to rule your home or rule the people under you or rule your little group, you know, choir group or whatever. You want to use some, some, I don't know how to put it now. The wisdom of this world in ruling those people. God will shut you off. They will shut you off. The expectation you are having we cut off. So, your leadership matters in your upgrade, in your what people call moving to the next level. Your leadership matters. Whether in the home, whether in the church, those of you who are in leaders, you better take note of what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Check those words that God hates. Fathers, leaders, do not provoke 
or irritate or fret your children. Go take your dictionary, check out those words for yourself. Do not be hard on them or harass them. Don't try that. What's the consequences? Let it become discouraged and sullen and morose and feel inferior and frustrated. Do not break their spirit. Do not break their spirit. Hallelujah. How many of you understand that joy is a spirit? How many of you understand peace is a spirit? They say when you deal with people, you break their spirit. You take away joy from them. You take away peace from them. And you think God is going to be happy with you? Wisdom and leadership. Be careful. <laughs> How you handle your children. You, you see, your growth, your, your success, your success, your growth is tied to what you do to your children. Let's close with reading Psalm 112 regard to this. 112 verse number 1. I'm sure. Just give it to me. Psalm 112 verse number 1. Praise God. Okay. Oh God. Praise you the Lord. Bless the man that feared the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. Listen closely. Not the children, the man. I don't know if you are getting this. Praise you the Lord. Blessed. Give it to me from the amplifier. The verse one. <laughs> Glory. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Say blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied is the man who fears, reverence, and worships the Lord, who delights greatly in what? In his commandment. Look at the next thing. His spiritual offspring shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be what? Shall be blessed. So you see, the way you respect God's word gives you mighty children on the face of the earth. And so God was speaking to Abraham because Abraham was going to do this. He became a father of what? Of many nations. His children became mighty well on the face of the earth. Blessed the man that fear it. Obey. Worship the Lord. His children so you see the connection between you and your children? Look at the next thing. Prosperity, hallelujah, and welfare are in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. What is the righteousness obeying the word of God? The Bible said Abraham was a righteous man. How did that become? He obeyed God, it was counted to him for what? Righteousness. Very simple. Prosperity and welfare in his house and his righteousness endure it forever. Praise God. As a man of fear of the Lord, that obeyed the simple instruction. Are you following me? Listen, I'm talking about leadership. And it costs across all stratas. As a father, as a pastor, as a leader in your own group, whatever, women group, men group, choir, whatever. Huh? It's what I'm talking about. Prosperity. You looking for prosperity? Here it is. Welfare. You looking for health for your family? Here is it. That means prosperity, welfare is connected to your type of leadership. The kind of father that you are. 
Praise God. Look at the next thing. Light arises in darkness for the upright. Gracious, compassionate, and just. Who are in right standing with do with God. Very simple. You can go read that whole passage. As you stay with God's word, this is what he'll be doing for you. As you stay with God's word, as a leader, as a father, this is what he'll be doing for you. And children, you don't need to struggle for anything. All you need to do, key unto your father, key unto your mother. You say, all of these things, you're going to be mighty on the world. <laughs> Think about what God said in Ephesians 6 again. Obey your father and your mother that may well with you, that you may live long on the face of the earth. Here it's not saying when you do this to your father, who is also fearing the Lord, or your mother who is respecting God and fear God and worshiping God, you are going to be mighty well on the face of the earth. Nothing can stop that. No devil can stop you from being mighty on the face of the earth. No devil can do that. If you walk in the light of this, God's word has been tried seven times pure, perfect. There's nothing you can do against the truth, but for the truth. If you can live by what I'm telling you, this year, start your life afresh with wisdom for living. And all these things will come your way. Hallelujah. Stand up and let's pray. I just need us to talk to the Father. You are a mother. You are a father. You are a child. I need you to talk to God. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.